written this series called The Unshakable Life. And the person living the unshakable life, you know what they do? They build their life on the unshakable word of God. They are one who builds their life on the unshakable word of God. There are many things that we can do. We can make all sorts of declarations. We can save money. Uh, you know, we can, we can read books about different principles. Uh, but there's nothing like building your life on the unshakable Word of God. Because when you do that, now your life is anchored. Now you're immovable, like Paul said. Come on. And now, I'll tell you what, you are indestructible. You're indestructible. And so a person who does that is a person who's able to make some unshakable life declarations. The reason why we make some unshakable life declarations, the reason why it comes out of our mouth, we talked about it this morning, Pastor Dietrich did in praise and worship. God loves to hear from your lips. Uh, He knows what's on your heart. He knows your thoughts. He sees your actions. They're all wonderful things, but he loves to hear from you. He loves to hear from your lips. Listen, you can't even get in heaven without saying something from your lips. Did you know that? You cannot be silent your whole life and get into heaven because Paul told the Romans that you must not only believe in your heart, but you must do what? Somebody. Confess with what? Don't confess with your mind. Don't confess with your thoughts. He said, confess with your mouth. And see, what an unshakable life declaration does for us is it binds the heart and the mouth together to make a declaration together with God's word. And you're making a declaration of God's word over your life. And when you do that, you begin to speak into your future. You begin to lay a pathway out that you can walk on, a sure path that you can walk on into your future. We've talked already about, uh, you know, the unshakable life and what that kind of means. And then we talked about uh, one of our declarations was, I will live life strong. I will not uh, shrink back in life. I will attack it. I'm not just going to sit back and let life attack me. I'll live life strong. And another important one, we wouldn't think it would be as important a declaration to make, but it is. You know, the, the, the other declaration that we made so far is, I will love God's house passionately. I will love his house passionately. What is our mantra? Our mantra is God is saying, listen, if you will build my house, come on, somebody, only three people, If you will, listen, God is saying, say this with me. If you will build my house, I will build your house. If you will build my house, I will build your house. Told you, I'm going to get you engaged this morning. God wants to hear from you. Don't forget that. God is saying, it's a promise. It's a promise from God. He's saying, if you will build my house, I will build your house. Why would we not? Don't, listen, don't just sweep that under the rug. Don't forget, I'm going to ask you about it next week. Don't forget, and don't stay away next week because you forgot. Just come on. But God's saying, don't sweep it under the rug because it's a promise from me. If you'll build my house, I will build your house. And the one we're going to be talking about today is I will hold my head high. That's what we're going to talk about. Keep them going, Angie. In the future, uh, you know, we're going to talk about four more declarations. I will have an overflowing heart we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about I will turn to God at all times, not just in times when we're in trouble. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about I will walk on a level path. 
When Peter walked on water, do you know that he was walking on a level path? Wasn't that the water was level, but God's word was level. He walked on a level path. And then we're going to finish with, I will not lose heart. I'll not shrink back. No matter what life throws at me, listen. It's so easy to lose heart, but I will not lose heart. If you have your Bibles this morning, morning, turn to Psalm chapter 27. That's where we are, and we're going to hone in on one particular verse. I'm going to start at verse 1, but we're going to hone in on verse 6 this morning. The Bible says in Psalm 27, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Again, I'm going to start at verse 1 and we'll get to verse 6. It says, the Lord is my light. Listen, in a dark place, when it's dark all around you, you don't have to look for the light switch. The Lord is my light. He'll light it up. He'll show it to you. And my salvation, therefore, he's saying, I put that word in there, whom shall I fear? I have the light. I have my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength. In the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me in this, I will be confident. I will live life strong, David is saying. And then he went on in verse 4 to say, One thing I have desired, one thing, the first thing, What's the most important thing? One thing I have desired, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Why? Because for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. I will love God's house passionately. I will love his house passionately. And then he goes on in verse 6 to say, for in the time, no, in, and now my head shall be lifted above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. And now my head will be lifted up even above my enemies. Good News Translation puts it like this. So I will triumph over my enemies with shouts of joy. I will offer sacrifices in his temple. I will sing. I will praise the Lord. Another version says, God holds my head and my shoulders above all who try to pull me down. I'm headed for his place to offer anthems that will raise the roof. <laughs> Already I'm singing God's songs. I'm making music to God. I will hold my head high. This is what that declaration means. When you make a faith declaration and you say, I will hold my head high, what you're really saying is this. You're saying, I will boldly declare the greatness of God and the power of his word. That's what you're doing. You're saying, I will not live in defeat. I will not live in defeat but will stand my ground and fearlessly praise my God. I know God will lift me up and I will live life with my head held high. Notice something in this declaration. It doesn't say every once in a while when my head is down, I'll remember God and lift it back up. We're not talking about uh, different events in your life. 
What God, what you're making with this declaration is you're saying, I will live my life with my head held high. That means when there's sunny days, my head is high. When there's rainy days and things are coming against me, guess what? My head is high. I will live life with my head lifted, lifted up. You know, you think about this word lifted. Understand this word lifted and what it signifies. Lift signifies raising up from the ground or a low place. You ever been in a low place in your life? Come on, maybe just me and a couple. I know I've been in a low place in my life, but God is one that says, I will lift you up from a low place. It signifies a new position of rank. He's going to put you somewhere you've never been before. A position of power and favor. Do you know God has favor that he bestows upon you? So God just doesn't pick you up and dust you off and say, okay, now go, uh, go try to not get in that place again. He picks you up from that low place and then he sets you in a new place. This is God we're talking about. Remember, God just doesn't do anything willy-nilly. God uh, is always about multiplication. God is always about higher and greater and more. That's the God that we serve. He created the whole universe with just us, a tiny speck in a whole universe. He's all about more. So that's what he does. This signifies moving from defeat to a place of victory. All in this word, lift, in Psalm 27, 6, when we say, I will live my life with my head lifted up. I'm going from a place of defeat to a place of victory. I'm not going to a place where I break even. Come on. I'm not going to a place where everything's just level. I'm going from a place of defeat. You want to make your enemies mad? Make a faith declaration that says, I will live life with my head lifted up. I will hold my head high, based on Psalm 27, 6. Remember, let me just remind you that everything we're saying to you is not some new age declarations that we're just going to say and psych ourselves up. We're talking about things that are based on the unshakable, immovable word of God. The very word that created the universe. Let there be light. And there was light. That's the word that we're talking about, just in case you forgot. I'll take you from a place of defeat to a place of victory. And I don't know if you've ever been in a place of defeat, but sometimes those places can seem like you're just confined. They can seem like it's a tight space. You know, I don't have enough money or it's coming down on me and I just, I feel like I'm in a tight space. I feel like I'm limited. I don't have enough education. Come on, I'm, I'm not smart enough. I'm not this, I'm not that. But God said, I'll take you from a limited tight space and I'm going to bring you along with me. I'm going to kick the door open and I'm going to throw you into a room, an open space with unlimited possibilities. God's just not going to break even with you. He's going to put you into a space of unlimited opportunity. This is based on Psalm 27, 6. It says, I will lift my head. I will hold my head high. This, this word lift signifies movement to be set on high, raised and lifted up. If you've ever been dispirited, he takes you from being dispirited to raising the spirit. 
So I said, smile this morning. You're in a good... I don't care what your circumstances are. I didn't say smile because all of your circumstances are right in your life. But smile because God is saying, I'm taking you from a dispirited place to, and I'm lifting up your spirit. Hold your head high. Look up at me. It's another thing that my grandmother used to do. If I walked around the house uh, because I didn't get what I wanted or I didn't get my way and I was, had my head down, I was kind of slumping, she would come and grab my chin and say, hold your head up. Hold your head high. She would do that. Hold, don't walk around with your head down. Hold your head high. I don't care what's going on. You know what? God is saying that to you today. Hold your head up. Look up here. Let me throw some scriptures at you if that's okay. Psalm 3, 3, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts my head. David understood this. There's no one, no one that I can think of, uh, not unless it's a fictional character, no one I can think of other than Jesus that's had more troubles in their life than David. Both external forces and ones he caused. Come on. And he, he understood this. He said in Psalm 110.7, He shall drink of the brook by the wayside, therefore he shall lift up the head. The Lord upholds all who fall and raises all who are bowed down. He will lift you up. The Lord lifts up the humble, Psalm 147.6. He casts the wicked to the ground. And in Proverbs 24.16, For a righteous man may fall seven times, but rise again. Not the wicked. Not the wicked, but the righteous. You know, I, I understand it. You know, we, we talk about this and we say, yeah, you know, Brother Mike, it's, it's easy for you to say that, you know, uh, to have your head lifted up. But, you know, there are just things that I go through that it's just difficult to live life with your head lifted up. Yes, I know that God is good and I, I know that God is the lifter of my head, but it's just, it's just physically difficult to be that happy all the time. You know, I mean, it seems like you're being fake because you're, you're happy all the time. There are several things. God understands it. He knows that there are several things that will push our head down. He knows that there are things, external forces, there are things that, that will, will push our head down. I, I want to tell you something that I realize. I realize that as we go through life, a lot of times we don't live in today. We, we, we obviously have to plan for the future because Jesus said uh, no one builds a house unless they first count the cost. I understand that. Uh, but there's a lot of times where our mind is constantly somewhere else other than where we are. You know, we exaggerate yesterday. Come on. We exaggerate it. <laughs> and then tomorrow, we, we, we're so fearful of it, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Sometimes we overestimate what's going to happen tomorrow. And then, really, we underestimate today. You underestimate how important the moment that you're in is. You are in the moment right now. God loves you right now. You know, Dietra and I were talking, and we were talking about, uh, you know, the kids. And she went up to visit Nia the other day because she's not coming home this summer uh, from college. She's got a job up there. And so she went to visit her. And, uh, you know, our youngest daughter, Renee, is, you know, and, in, in, uh, you know, she's in uh, all these shows. And we we're just talking about the future and what's going to happen with the kids. And, and Dietra's going to graduate here with her doctorate degree uh, in a couple more years and all of that. And we're, you know, we're just talking about all these things and what's going to happen in the future and, you know, how 
should we plan for that? And when are we going to move? And when are we going to sell the house? And when are we going to do this and do that? And I said, you know what? Uh, you know, God, I just, I just feel like God is speaking to me to, to say, enjoy the moment you have right now. Enjoy where you are right now. Tomorrow has enough troubles of its own to worry about. Enjoy where you are in life right now. The moment, today, Sunday, Mother's Day. Enjoy where you are right now. Let us understand what pushing down of the head is. When we're not able to enjoy the moment, we can realize that there are so many things that push our head down. Troubles. How many know that troubles in your life will absolutely push your head down? You know, anybody ever had troubles? I don't know. Maybe just me has had some troubles in your life. But troubles will push your head down. Whatever kind of trouble, relationship trouble, trouble in your family. Come on, all kinds of troubles. Even troubles in society. You know, I was at the gas station this morning. And I said, good night, gas prices. What happened? I don't pay attention to gas prices that much. You know, but for some reason, I looked at it this morning. I said, good night. What in the world is going on? I didn't know they shot up like that. You know, and you can just allow troubles, external troubles uh, to push your head down. How about, uh, here's one, when you talk about there's those external things that push your head down, external troubles. But also, now watch, and listen, listen to me, iniquities push your head down. I'm talking about your own iniquities. <laughs> Anybody else? Don't raise your hand. Anybody else ever fell short in life? Come on. <laughs> you ever done some things in life where you just knew that wasn't right? You wasn't following what God wanted you to do or anybody else wanted you to do? Come on. Those things push your head down. Man, I just, you know, I can't believe I did that to myself. I made that decision to do that to myself. Iniquities, iniquities will push our head down. And you know what happens when that happens, when there are external troubles and then there are things that we do on our own uh, to bring us down? That's a time when the enemy strikes. The enemy comes in. And I mean, there are innumerable evils that will also push our head down. The enemy comes in right when you're already there. You talk about kick somebody when they're down. That's what the enemy does to you. When you're down, the enemy doesn't come and say, well, you know what? I'm going to leave you alone today because I can see you're already down. Uh, there's some troubles in your life. And then also you did that thing. You said that. And so you're already feeling bad. So I'm going to leave you alone. But I'm going to come back tomorrow. But today I'm going to leave you alone. The enemy doesn't say that. The enemy says, yeah, <laughs> now I got you and I can really get you. Come on, in, innumerable evils can push our head down. They'll do it. Emotional and moral breakdowns. I don't know about you, but you ever been emotional? Uh, you know, I know ladies, will, ladies, they'll admit it a lot of times when, that they're emotional. Guys, we can be emotional. We just don't admit it. You know, but we're all, we can all be emotional. And when you get emotional, when you don't control your emotions, let me tell you something that I believe about emotions. I believe that God created emotions, obviously, uh, and we have emotions. They're not to be ignored. Come on, emotions are there, obviously, for a purpose. God gave us emo even the emotion, as much as we talk about love, and it is. Love is a purposeful uh, will. It's an act, right? But there is an emotional uh, content to love. There's an emotional uh, peace to love. And, we, and we, so there are emotions. But the issue comes in when we can't control our emotions, but our emotions control us. It's like everything else. It's like money. You know, money is not evil, right? 
Uh, but when we can't control it and it controls us, that's the way. And when emotion, when we get emotional and we can't control our emotions, Paul gave us a little hint in Philippians chapter 4 when he said, be anxious for nothing. In other words, he was saying, stop being anxious. Come on. And you need to look at yourself and say that when we can't control our own emotions, it'll begin to push your head down. You get emotional and you, and, you, and, and you look down. And next thing, when you do look up, you know, the fridge is over there with the ice cream. Come on, somebody. You know, and I mean, you just, you, when you get emotional, no telling what you might do. You start binge eating or doing whatever it is. Emotions can bring us down when we're not controlling them. Life's overwhelming circumstances. You ever been in a place where you just feel like it's too much? Like if one thing happened today, you know, I can handle that. You know, I got the call. Okay, you know what? I wasn't expecting the call today, but I got the call. No problem. And then, you know, somebody comes home and, you know, your child comes home or whatever, got into an accident. Okay, I got that one call. Got into an accident. I wasn't expecting that today. But you know what? Listen, God is good. We can, we can overcome this. Then you get another phone call from your sister, and she's talking about uh, your, your brother just came back from the hospital, and they found the lump. Wait a minute, okay, got to an accident, I got the lump, you know, and then all of a sudden something else happens, and you go, okay, I can't take it anymore. It's just too much. It's overwhelming. David knew this. He said, my, my, he, he was talking about his own iniquities, but he said, they're over my head. It's too much for me. It can push you down when life's circumstances become overwhelming and it's just too much. You get discouraged and so discouragement pushes you down. And then again, after this, that's when the enemy comes in again. The enemy of my soul pushes my head down. Life's crisis. And then, you know what, after all of these things happen, and this may not be you. Probably nobody in here. Somebody at some other church might have happened to. But you... All of a sudden, somewhere in the back of your mind, you feel like God is against you. God, I know you're supposed to be merciful, but it just seems like it's not working. I mean, are you against me? God being against you, feeling that way can push your head down. Your own failures and unconfessed sin can push your head down. You ever been in this place? You ever been in a place where you did something wrong or you've been, maybe you got a habit, an attitude, whatever it might be that you know is wrong and one day you just look in the mirror and you know you're wrong and you just begin to feel bad. Unconfessed sin. You know, what can we do about unconfessed sin? I just don't know. What, what do you think we can do about unconfessed sin? Confess it! Hey, it's simple. God's saying, listen, I'm right here. I already know what you did. In fact, when you was getting ready to think about doing it, I knew you was going to do it. And so come to me. Confess it. And God said, I am the lifter of your head. Even if there's consequences. Forget the consequences. God can deal with that. You can go through it. You can make it through it.
But see, with all of these things that push our head down, it is so good to know, praise God, that God is the lifter of our head. There is hope for us. There is hope. And then we will say, you know what? Okay, you talked about all these things. Yeah, I can relate to that. I can relate to the enemy pushing my head down. I can relate to unconfessed sin. I can relate to all these failures in my life. I can relate to troubles that happen. I can relate to, you know, believing that God is against me. You know, happened to me before until I came out of it. I can relate to all that stuff. So how am I supposed to lift my head up? You said God is a lifter of my head. Well, I'm glad you asked that question because I want to give you a few things the way that you can walk and live life. Not just lift your head up one day, but live life with a lifted head. Come on. Therefore, he said in, in, at the end of, of verse 6, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Listen to this. I will offer sacrifices of joy. Well, you know, that's easy. I mean, I come into the church uh, building and when we sing, uh, you know, I I praise God and I'm joyful. No, no, no. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about on Tuesday uh, when you get all those calls and people beating you up and your boss is getting on your nerves, uh, you, you offer joy. And then you say, well, wait a minute. No, because I'm not joyful. I don't feel joyful. That's why he said sacrifice of joy. It's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of joy. And so number one, I will hold my head high by what? Setting my eyes on the greatness of God. Stop looking down. A lot of us walk through life and we're looking down. We look down in the mud. Even if we put ourselves there, we look down in the hole that we're in. We look down at the dirt. And God is saying, I'm not in the dirt. I am here in the heavenlies. Hold your head up. Set your eyes on my greatness. But see, this is what we want to do. We want to look at what we can do. And when you look at your own self, there's not much greatness there. I know some people called you great. I know they called you great, LeBron. And when it comes to hooping, you're great. But when it comes to life, no contest. You're simply not great. And God is saying, don't put your eyes on yourself. Put your eyes on me. Look at my great, look at what I've done. Look at what I've done. Hold your head high by setting your eyes on the greatness of God. Number two, hold your head high by filling your mouth with the, remember, know this word. Now we just talked, sacrifice of praise. So when you hear that now, we don't have any excuse. You know, we want to say, well, I just, I don't feel like praising the Lord today. You know, because, uh, you know, too many things are going wrong. I mean, I'll praise God uh, when I feel a little bit better. I just need to sulk a little bit. Misery loves company. I need to call so-and-so and see if they'll sulk with me. And God is saying, no, don't call so-and-so. Don't do that. <laughs> Offer a sacrifice, a sacrifice of praise to God. Fill your mouth with a sacrifice, no matter what's going on around you. Doesn't mean there's not a sickness there. Doesn't mean the bill is not due. Doesn't mean the person didn't offend you and hurt you. Come on. I mean, all those things are real and they're there. But what we do is we don't focus on that, our year of focus. We focus on the greatness of God and we focus on filling our mouth with the sacrifice of praise. And then number three, I will hold my head high with the lifting power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, this is what I want to tell you. Well, how do I do that, Brother Mike? Do I just uh, uh, go in a room somewhere and start speaking in tongues? Or, uh, you know, how do, do I run around? Does somebody need to play some music? And I try to get the Holy Spirit. You know what Jesus said, how to get the Holy Spirit? Ask. 
I'm telling you, everybody thinks God is so complicated when it comes to us. Now, he's unsearchable. I mean, the universe is in him. Uh, but when it comes to fulfilling uh, and o- obeying what he told us to do, you know, it's really not that, com- I didn't say it wasn't hard. It's not that complicated, though. Just ask, God, fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your spirit because I know your spirit has power and I'm able to hold my head high because your spirit is in me. Number four, I will hold my head high by filling my mouth, not just with praise, but filling my mouth with the word of God. How how do we know that we need to do this? Well, Jesus is our example. I mean, listen, when he was fasting, come on, fasting for 40 days. How many people fasted for 40 days? Don't raise your hand because I don't want nobody to lie. Don't even do it. Right? 40 days. Hey, listen, in one time in my life, and I'm not, I'm just, this was, (laughs) I fasted for seven days. Woo, Lord Jesus. I mean, I'm not even going to lie. I'm just, I can't lie. I just got to be, that was something. I don't know if I'll ever do that again. Now, see, now, Lord, okay, Lord. You know how it works. (laughs) That was, so I can't imagine 40 day fast. Our dear brother, Pastor Lou, did it one time fasted for 40 days. Can you imagine going into the twice? He did it twice. He crazy. He's not crazy. Power in your words. Can you imagine going into the wilderness away from everybody, fasting for 40 days, and the devil, I'm not talking about a minion. I'm not talking about a demon. I'm not talking about a ghost. The devil himself came and was tempting him. You know how he combated that? With the word, the word, the word, the word. Fill your mouth with the word of God. Two more. We're almost done. Number five, I will hold my head high by standing my ground and fighting back. Listen, there's some folks in here uh, today who need to stand their ground and fight back. Come on. There's some people who need to stand. Now, come on. There's some people that need to stand their ground and fight back. I know life is beating you up. Come on. Got you on the ropes. You doing the rope-a-dope. Some of y'all don't know what that is. You're trying to... But God is saying, look, hold your head up and punch back. Punch back. Don't just let life happen to you. Whatever life brings, how the cookie crumbles, that's how the ball bounces. Whatever those cliches are, that's just what happens in life. No. Come on. God gave you choice. God gave you a choice, and we can argue about predestination all we want to, but I'm telling you that God is saying, why don't you speak a future? Come on, why don't you speak into your own life? You need to speak it. You need to speak it. How many people might be, uh, how many people are here today and in the place they are because their mother spoke over them? You know another benefit of mothers? <laughs> uh, mothers believe in you when no one else does and you don't believe in yourself. When others are saying, you know what, he, he, he's no good. That boy's no, I don't know why uh, she puts up, well, how come she don't kick him out the house, call the police on him, and the mother's just, he's a, he's, he's a good boy. He's going to make it. Uh, I'm just going to keep praying for him. Come on, she began to speak words over your life. Why you, listen, Jesus, Paul said it about Jesus. While you were yet sinners, while you were yet in your sin, Jesus was dying on the cross for you. Well, I want to tell you something. While you were also yet in your sin, your mama was praying for you. Come on, somebody. She was speaking words of life over you. Fight back. 
Finally, I will hold my head high by believing that God is in charge of my seasons. I go through different seasons in life. That's why I say, enjoy where you are right now. I'm always looking for, oh, when graduation comes or, oh, when retirement comes. Listen, don't, I know retirement is a beautiful thing. I believe it. But if you're not retired, don't rush it. That just means you're getting older. Come on. <laughs> don't rush it. Enjoy where you are right now. Believe that God is in charge of your seasons. And walk out of here today with your, no matter what your circumstances, walk out of here today with your head lifted high.